Be free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm here with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hello, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad. Or afternoon or evening. We're all here. <laughs> All the all of three all three. Perfect. Yes, wherever you're listening now, good to you. <laughs> oh <my laughs> These introductions just get better and better. Good on you. Good on you. Good on you. Well, so we're starting our brand new series, Be Well and Thrive. I'm so excited about this series. Ugh. I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. so inspirational. Now we kind of got inspired to start this series because of a previous series that we did several months ago with Tracy Hurst, who is phenomenal. And we are really excited to be telling you that next week and the week after that, Tracy is going to be joining us again. Two weeks in a row. With Tracy Hurst. So excited. We need to come up with like a theme song for her that we can yeah, play we every time she comes on the show. Awesome. <laughs> like some ninja type cool. Yes. She's seriously like one of my favorite people in the whole world. I'm so excited that she's going to be joining us. So um, we've got an exciting series planned for you, Be Well and Thrive. And um, the first today, this week, we're actually going to be focusing on some personal stories, some little testimonies um, of what being well and what thriving kind of looks like in our personal lives. And at the end of the series, we're really excited that Sarah is going to be leading us in a discussion of some um, takeaways from Scripture Mm -hmm. in reference to be well and thrive and we have a few verses to talk about um, in reference to be well and thrive I have looked at Proverbs 14 30 which says a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body jealousy is like cancer to the bones wow mm. I love that so much and then we also have Psalms 119 I will never forget your commandments for you have used them to restore my joy and health and then Psalm 119 143 is as pressure uh Sorry, as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Mm. I think that one's my favorite mm-hmm. because I feel like as women, especially like, yeah, I, can, I mean, I can physically in my shoulders and neck <laughs> feel pressure and stress yes. when it's bearing down on me. And so I just love the illustration of so like, true. you know, the Lord taking that away. So um, I have a few questions to ask you ladies mm. to start our discussion on being well and thriving. So. Number one, what does wellness look like to you? Hmm. Um, Well, I think to me, wellness is not just a physical health, but just a mental and spiritual um, sense of well-being, of peace, of calm, of, I don't know, like not being easily rattled Mm -hmm. by things. Um, So like when I think of wellness in terms of myself, I just picture myself, I don't know, like walking closely with God and just strong in mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I like that too. Mm. What about Walking you, Sarah? With God, strong in body, mind, and spirit. I'll I like write that, that down. Rhythms of grace. Right? <laughs> hey, hey. Breathing, the soul, the heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Um, gosh, I would have to totally agree with that. I think that as I've gotten older, my idea of wellness 
has evolved. I probably would have tried to identify wellness much more on a physical aspect when I was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that my physical aspect is not what I would love at the age of 40, I'm understanding <laughs> there's more to wellness than just 41. the physical aspect. 41. 41. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the oldest in this group. No, I'm 41 too. I know, but I've got you by a few months. That's true. You so do. Just a few. Um, you so do. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Yeah. What is that? Tried, no, you so so do. Do. Oh, yes, you do. You that will be 50. So she totally jumped me. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> she that was, was just a little waiting. too quick. I think yeah. she hooked me. I think that was on purpose. Um, no, but I do, I do think, um, and we were talking about this in Sunday school yesterday. We were leading some discussion um, from a book called AHA and how there has to be an awakening, honesty, and action. And we were talking about how, you know, I feel like in my 20s there was kind of this awakening, this awareness of um, maybe things in my own life that weren't well mm-hmm. but didn't do a whole lot about them and then in my 30s there was this kind of brutal honesty of things that I needed to become more healthy in mm-hmm. you know even in my diet even in my exercise in my physical and spiritual exercise you know reading more getting in the word whatever and then in my 40s I feel like I'm actually starting to take action with that so I think that we were talking about how everybody was agreeing with me like we're a lot of us in that class are in their 30s I'm one of the older ones but everyone was agreeing along the way that their 20s there's kind of like you know and then their 30s they're like okay we're gonna get down with this Mm -hmm. and then in their 40s like you know you're on it. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that my there's been an evolution of that mindset for me. Oh, that's so cool. That's encouraging for yeah. me to hear I that think it, it gets is better. Encouraging. Yeah, it does. It I'm does. telling you. It really, it really. Somebody else has said, because we had one 20 year old in the class, and they were like, oh, I want to be 20. I'm like, I, you cannot pay me to go back and be in my 20s. Really? No, that's oh, the truth. You that is true. No. Mm-hmm. And talk about identity crisis decade. Like, yeah. you can wow. pay me to go back to my that's 20s. so interesting. Mm hmm. Okay. So do you feel like your, which, which aspect of wellness do you feel like is, has grown the most from twenties to forties for you as far as like physical, spiritual or emotional wellness? Or do you think they've all grown so much that they're kind of equal? I think that they've all grown, but for me, I will say that I think kind of a mental and emotional growth has happened more so, um, in the last five to 10 years, like just a, I don't know, like being transformed by the renewing of my mind and being well in my mind and not um, emotionally like taking everybody else's junk and thinking mm-hmm. it's it's about me. Yeah. And I don't know, like I just, I really struggled with that a lot most of my life of if someone was in a bad mood, I would think, oh my gosh, I must have done something sure. and emotionally wearing other people's stuff. I still struggle with that, yeah. but um, it is much better now. I do feel more yeah. whole in that now than I did most of my life. I think that I discovered that even though I was trying to be physically well, that that wasn't filling the gap. Mm. Um, And again, in my 20s, the physical changed so much, right? Because I got married. You know, I went from being 130 pounds to being 165 pounds. I went from being single and on my own and eating maybe one real meal a day and snacks all around the day to having children and nursing and having to fix dinner. And, you know, I mean, there were just so many changes that changed me physically and the Mm -hmm. stress, right? We're talking about stress. Um, I think that in my early thirties, I started realizing like, I got to quit. It was an idol almost of how much I thought about the outside of me. And I knew I needed to kind of flip flop my thinking because the scriptures are very clear. And I don't even know when that changed. Cause when I was younger, I was, 
I was all about what was on the inside. I really wasn't all yeah. about, I was, you know, I definitely was not a fashionista of any sort, didn't wear a lot of makeup, very athletic. Um, and I was fine with that because I knew it was what was on the inside. Somewhere, though, that changed, mm-hmm. and I bought into the culture mm-hmm. idea of beauty being on the outside and yeah. nothing on the inside. So I think that was God's kind of, hey, get it. Get yeah. it now and mm-hmm. start making those mental and emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual growth spurts. I wonder if it kind of shifts to just from comparing stories a little bit. I wonder if that shifts when you do have kids because everything, everything about your body is not your own anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's doing things that you are not in control of and is responding to like after children in its own way. Mm -hmm. And I, I, at least for me, like I really had a big physical issue with myself and not being well physically. Yeah. Um, it was after kids because yeah. it just nothing nothing worked the way it used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise never. Look. <laughs> yeah, like even the shape, like my shape changed after. Even after I mm-hmm. lost baby weight, like you know the hips just don't go back to where they were That's quite right. the same, and and it, it ends up becoming kind of an idol it because it's not ever what it was. Right. And that's hard. It is very, very hard. I'm just and thinking then, out loud. No, I think you're right. And then I think having kids kind of also spurned kind of the spiritual, emotional change in me too, because you never face your own weaknesses in life, your own yes. adversity, the way you do when you have yes. kids. Mm-hmm. Because yes. it's like looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Like your kids bring out the ugly, but you have to deal with it. Like not they bring out the ugly and you act in the ugly, but like you, you are staring at the ugly. Yeah. It's a mirror mirror of what Mm -hmm. is the worst in you, like your impatience or your, Mm -hmm. um, you know, lack of joy or Mm -hmm. your lack of forbearance, like all of the stuff that you thought just rises rises up and you're like, Oh, I'm really so awful. I mean, (laughs) not really, but, but you do kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just don't feel well. I mean, Mm -hmm. really you don't. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's funny hearing, um, I've been spending a lot of time with my mom lately who is, um, dealing with a lot of physical Mm -hmm. issues as well as like far as just like getting to a certain age of life. And, um, Specifically, menopause. Saying, are you talking about menopause? I am. Change is something that I literally know nothing about as far as personal experience. Like I haven't even had kids yet. I'm just yeah. 26. But having talked to my mom, like she's told me several times. I mean, I feel like I know everything there is to know about menopause right now. Right. And um, she said, like, I feel totally betrayed by any woman like over 50 <laughs> in my life that I've ever known because they did not tell yes. me yes, like what yes. it was like. And so I'm. I think that it's so good to be sharing with each other like the the struggles that like you've experienced in you know physically and emotionally and how those things affect each other Mm -hmm. um when you get to a certain age so that we can kind of help each other come up into it and be less surprised maybe by what because if not you don't talk about it and then you think it's just it's just you yeah and you feel abnormal like why don't i have it together everybody Mm -hmm. else had it together Mm -hmm. exactly and everyone's going no really we didn't we Mm -hmm. just haven't told you we just didn't tell you about it which is so mean <laughs> Just tell us. Yes. Okay, I have another question for okay. you. Okay, was there a time when you experienced a lack of physical, emotional, or spiritual wellness? And how did you get through it? <laughs> so basically like 18 through 27, mm-hmm. I think. It's probably No, really, like that my um young adulthood, like college and then being a young adult afterwards was really a time of like I really abused my body. Um and not take caring for it physically and just, you know, drinking and what have you and just not eating right. And 
I know, shock. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. I it, I was struggling with a lot of emotional issues. Mm-hmm. Um, my family had kind of gone through a very tumultuous time, and I responded by just escaping into some other things. And I did not take care of my body because my heart and my emotions were not well. I was not walking with the Lord, like loved God, totally loved him and sought sanctuary in church in brief spurts just to feel safe and Mm -hmm. to feel loved, but did not walk a a life of living with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, everything, every single part of my mind, body and soul were just despondent. It's so interesting how connected they all are. It really is just all so connected. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good, um, when I kind of finally, like the light came on and like the prodigal son, like I came to myself and I like I came to my senses. Um, God really worked on all three aspects kind of at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, That's let's get so your spirit well and let's get your mind transformed and like get out and go for a walk yeah. and eat some more healthy things. And Do you think that God commonly does that? Like he addresses all of them kind of at the same time and uses them to work together since they kind of can a lot of times bring each other down. Right. I think that God works in them together to bring. I think he does because if you look at Elijah, he brought him to the brook and he brought food to him and gave him water and nurtured his physical body and kind of his spirit at the same time. Interesting. Before sending him back out. So I think he does. I don't know that it's always that way, Um, but they are so connected to be, you Mm -hmm. know, but I think there are lots of times we are too stubborn and won't admit, you know, we might admit that there's a physical problem, but we won't admit that there's an emotional, spiritual right. problem. So we only try to fix the, the physical and we're never satisfied and nothing that we do is ever enough. Um, because I mean, we are growing older and our bodies are going to change right. and we are going to look differently. And I don't think we want to admit that. And so we focus, focus, focus on that. And I think there are other people who focus so much on spiritual aspects and can be so deep and almost like taffy, like, you know, it's just quicksand. Everything is like, you know, God, 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 God. And yet their physical aspect mm. is completely suffering, sure. but they justify it that, you know, God doesn't want us to care about our physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, or there are certain people that are so emotionally out of, of, of health balance mm-hmm. that their spiritual and their physical yeah. is just way back here. Cause emotionally they can't handle anything else. Right. And so I do think that they all go together because mm-hmm. when you really sit down and you know, why are you struggling so hard physically um, unless you have an ailment, but a lot of times you're you're struggling physically because there is an emotional yes. imbalance. Mm-hmm. And why is there an emotional imbalance? Because you haven't really gone to God and kept the spirit where it needed to be to keep everything else kind of in check. So I do think it definitely yeah all is a big circle. And I know that that's when God really got my attention again. Was mm-hmm. I had had Addie, and after I had had her, just things didn't feel right. I didn't feel me. Um, the, just this fatigue and this heaviness and, um, I'd go to doctors and they're like, you're fine. Go to doctor. You're fine. And I go one doctor. Oh, you have this here. Take this little bit of medication, but it didn't really fit it, fix what I was frustrated with and how mm-hmm. I was feeling. And probably, I don't know, maybe four years after I had Addie, I finally went to a holistic, um, uh, medical group in Atlanta and I was just like, okay, listen, either I'm depressed and I just don't know what depression really looks like, or there's really something wrong with me. And meanwhile, I had been walking around with a hypothyroid <clears throat> condition that yeah. traditional medicine would not have found because they only run certain tests. Sure. But once I started treating that thyroid, like I felt so much mm-hmm. better. And I was just so grateful. I was like, oh, I have 
I have mm-hmm. gotten part of myself back. But during that time, I was like in, I felt like I was in the pit. Like, God, are you trying to show me something? But really, he he did. He, he showed me how to come back to him, mm-hmm. how yeah. to deliver things to him, how to pray earnestly and fervently to him. Like, it was just an awakening yeah. of sorts. And yeah. that... I needed to flip flop how I saw myself physically. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because we, um, Sarah and I were talking last night and I kind of had an aha moment as we were talking that like this summer and I've noticed this, I just started realizing this pattern as we were having this discussion that in the summertime I'm, I get really grumpy. I get really (laughs) grumpy in the summer and, and I'm realizing it's because I'm not, I don't have a routine and I don't wake up early enough to have my time alone yeah. with myself, with God, reading the word, mm-hmm. journaling is huge for me. And I have not made that a priority in the summertime because I want to sleep in and do that kind of stuff. And it has affected me physically because I'm tired and lethargic and don't feel like going to work out. And I don't, I can't really go work out as much as I can during the school year because mm-hmm. the kids are home with me and there's nowhere for them to go. And um, it is all so intertwined because my yeah. uh, my quality time with God is depleted. My personal alone time, which is where I get every single bit of my energy, is just being alone, is yep. gone. And I'm not outside exercising. And it really does all tie in together. And so I have spent most of this summer like having a wonderful time with my family and loving my time with the kids. But so grumpy. And when something happens with, with somebody that I love, I wear it and I sink into it and I put it on and I take it with me and everyone else's battles become my battles and Facebook drama between other people Uh become my drama and it's really unhealthy Mm -hmm. and unbalanced and it's because I'm not making the The priority to be well. I think this is, um, I kind of have to laugh that we're doing Be Well and Thrive right now for me personally, because for the listeners... Amber's here with a big boot on from I'm a broken, broken foot. foot, and I'm literally hobbling around in, on crutches, and I'm experiencing this literally like mm-hmm. exact thing right now in my personal life, because I it's kind of... Like the opposite, like because, well, it's kind of the same actually, yeah. because I'm physically hindered. Mm-hmm. I felt emotionally just mm-hmm. like, and not unhappy, just like unrested, yes. even though all I can do is rest and which makes me spiritually just like a little, you know, yep. frustrated and prickly in general. So I'm totally like this. I'm so happy we're doing this right now. And at the same time, I'm like, haha, God, you're hilarious. <laughs> like, so funny. <laughs> he knew he that I was going to be all like laid up whenever we're doing this recording. So mm-hmm. I think he's like, haha, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, your child. <laughs> okay. So I have another question for you guys. Being well is one thing, but thriving takes it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like to thrive spiritually, emotionally, or physically? Have you ever experienced this in your own life? Monica looked straight at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what I can tell you. I need to think about that answer a little bit, but here's what I can tell you what it does not look like. It does not look like a lack of joy. So like, I know there's just a ton of people and I'm not going to name any names of course, but even in our own church, every single Sunday I see them and they look mad and bitter and and upset and miserable. And that is not thriving. Mm -hmm. That is not being and having an abundant life in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, like just wearing a spirit of judgment all over their faces, looking like, um, they're ready to just, I don't know, go off on you at some point. Like Mm -hmm. that is not thriving. 
Yeah. That is not thriving. Well, it's so interesting because we've talked about before, like when you've spent that time with the Lord, how you kind of glow and how there you have a countenance about your faith. And so like comparing that, that, you know, we've talked about with the look of judgment and, Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm trying bitterness. not to be judgmental about the judgment. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not, but, you know, like I see, um, like, I don't know, everybody knows this. Like when you go to church or you know these women who are just so close to the Lord and you see, you just see them walk with grace and you see them carry themselves with a, um, with a confidence mm-hmm. and just a gentle trust. And there's a physical difference yes. between those women really and then the ones who were just can't let go and be free. Um, and I don't know, like, I think you're thriving when, I don't know, you just walk, like we said, walking strong with God in mind, body and spirit. And I I do think that that, that's, you know, what she's clothed in. Yeah. You know, you go to those verses in the Bible, what the the woman is clothed in and Mm -hmm. righteousness and dignity and, um, gentleness and quietness and, um, when you see those women, you just can't help but be drawn to them because yeah. you know they have something it's that you so don't true. have. It's all over them. Now, they're not not going through hard times. And I think that's one thing I'm having to realize because I do feel that I have had thriving moments. Yeah, sure. I do, since, especially since my early 30s. Mm-hmm. I would say my late 30s going into my 40s, and I think that's why I love my 40s so much mm-hmm. um, because I finally feel like maybe I know how I'm supposed to be living this life. And Mm -hmm. I'm recognizing when I slip back into my old ways and I can begin to see it in other people. And I think that that's wisdom. I think it just comes with age. I think you begin to see things and know things, but, um, you know, thriving really in the Bible just means to be living victoriously. Right. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. what it means. So if, if you are ensnared in bitterness and anger and, quick temperedness and a disgust for yourself Mm. and you you measure your day by the fact that there's so many negativities that's not thriving Mm -hmm. thriving doesn't mean that you're not going to go through tough times because we're told we will absolutely but thriving means that you've been delivered to the other side to where you can see the glory in the trial yeah, yeah, I would totally agree with you that. You know, and we talked about this with content where you're, you're not happy about the trial or right. the, the testing of your faith, but you can you glory you joy it because through it. you know mm-hmm. where it's going to bring you out on the other side. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like I was just thinking, like, I hope people don't take this as like an un- unobtainable ideal That's that right. we're talking about. Like oh, you want to thrive. Yeah. It's like yeah. out there in the distance, yeah. but it's exactly what you said. It's not that everything is going to be perfect. Your body is not going to be perfect. You're not going to be happy all the time. You're not going to be like tight with the Lord exactly the way you want it all the time. Right. But it's through the hard times that you're able to find the glory That's and right. find the joy through it's as a state of to, mind. Exactly. Yeah. Really, it's a state of Always. mind more than it is. <laughs> it is. For us. Being victorious and thriving in spite of reality. In, in spite exactly. of reality because you know where it's going to bring you. And you know that Jesus has you right where he wants you. God has you right where he wants you. And this has been one of my favorite new things I read recently. Be the best version of oh, you that you can be. I love that. Nobody else can be what God created you to be and you can't be what any, what God created anybody else to be. You have to be the best authentic you that you can be. And when you can quit, um, wishing it was different 
and right. just start owning what it is, mm-hmm. then I think you begin to have small yeah, victories. Absolutely. Yeah, it's eating the leaf you were born onto, like we yes. just talked about. Yes. In That's right. Instead of wanting someone fly. else's leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Or thinking that someone else's leaf is bigger and better. And you know, yeah. the, and what do we say, girls? The grass is green where you, where water, where you water it. Absolutely. Well, what advice would you give to someone right now who's struggling physically, emotionally, or spiritually with their wellness? The first thing I would say is don't beat yourself up Mm -hmm. because when you're struggling, then you'll make yourself feel even worse that you're struggling. It's so true. So I think that's the first thing is to understand. I mean, listen to all of us. We all struggle. It's okay not to be okay. That's what my God. That's exactly right. Um, So that would be my first thing is just have an awareness that don't feel worse than you already do. Don't make, don't let Satan do that to you. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, is don't stay where you are. Go get help. It could be with a friend. It could be, maybe you need professional counseling Mm -hmm. to somebody who can really give you some tangible, um, life skills and practical, you know, application. Um, but life is too short. Don't stay where you are. I have a friend and, um, She's just always been miserable, you know? Mm-hmm. She just has bitterness in her heart, and she's always struggling. You know, the first thing that she'll say to you when you see her is, oh, I'm sorry, I look like a mess, you know, because that's what she thinks that's the first thing that you're seeing. Um, and Chris and I were talking about this the other day, and, you know, this person has had zero growth mm-hmm. on the journey of life. Mm-hmm. Don't be that way. Right. Don't live that way. Have growth. And, and it doesn't mean it has to be huge. Don't think you have to fix everything. You don't have to be a fixer. Yeah. You just have to be willing to learn how to thrive where you are. Right. Exactly. That's so and great. I would say, too, I mean, you know, not to be tongue-in-cheek about it, but really be still. Because mm-hmm. what be still means that we've talked about over and over is to stop striving. And when mm-hmm. you're not well in mind, body, or spirit, it makes you, your t- natural tendency is to want to strive more to yeah. fix it. Yes. And the only thing that can fix it is God. Like, right. he's the one that will give you the wisdom of, here's here's what you can do, but first you need to just slow down and stop trying to do mm-hmm. it in and of yourself. Not yeah. by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I would add this one last little thing to it also, is be honest with yourself that you are your own problem. Mm. You know, because we can say, oh, it's the kids, oh, it's my husband, it's my job, it's my this, it's my that. <laughs> Ooh, that I think probably. But ultimately, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. At the, you got it. We have to get it's real. True. You it's, know, yeah. in, in that aha moment, what he talks about is brutal honesty and being willing to admit that brutal honesty. We are our own problem. Yeah. Nobody else causes us, gives us, they may, they may affect us. But nobody else chooses where we are but yeah. us. Right. Oh, man. And no one else, like, God's not telling you, choose this reaction. Because mm-hmm. this is, you know, like, it's, no. it's our own choices, it's how our, we yeah. react mm-hmm. or respond. We to, can do that. Well, yeah. the hardest person to be honest with is the person in the mirror. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Well, I'm writing that down. Thank you, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's out of the book. I have to give, I think it's Kyle Edelman, I think is what his last name is, the AHA book. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, we need to read that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for sharing. Sarah, will you pray us out today? Absolutely. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, we just praise you for being our gift of salvation and being our hope, especially as we talk about being well and thrive. It's just what we need more than anything else is to know that we have an eternal hope and that we have um, salvation from all of our sins, salvation from all of our, our issues, and you are that salvation, Lord, and I just praise you for that. I do pray, Lord, for all of our listeners, and we know as women that there are so many out there that are hurting on some level 
um, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I pray, Lord, that you will open their hearts and their minds and their ears to the things that you have to say, that they can truly experience free, free, uh, true freedom in you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will... Um, that you will call near and dear to you those that you know are hurting, that you can wrap your arms around them and comfort them, Lord, and give them what they need for the next step. Lord, I pray for this day. Bless everything that's in it, and may you be glorified in it. And in your precious and holy name, Lord, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.